Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit unusual. The YouTube user known as Cro-Magnon, or Cro-Magnon Man, donated some money and wants me to share an essay with you guys. I've already had a couple of requests to do a video where I'm reading someone else's script, but had to turn those down. One of them was extremely hateful and angry, and the other one didn't make any sense. So I had to tell both of those people, no, I'm not going to read your script, and sent them back their money. The script Cro-Magnon sent is completely different. It's well-written and relevant, and it's about men dealing with women in positions of authority and in the workplace. So thank you, Cro-Magnon, for your donation. And let me read your script, and then I'll go back into an analysis afterwards. This is what Cro-Magnon had to say. As female supervisors, managers, course leaders, and directors are now everywhere, you will have to learn and develop new strategies in order to take them on should they decide to oppose your interests and rights. They are neither the alpha dog or the charismatic rogue, nor are they the bullish lesbian. Their behavior follows none of these patterns in any way. So how do they operate? Women have moved into the workplace and seek to usurp economic power for themselves. This creates competition. We all know the broad strokes of feminism and its emasculation through indoctrination. However, what tools do women rely upon when they are embedded in power structure, such as a workplace, government, or education? The forging of the glass hammer comes about as women desire power, but have an extreme aversion to risk. Power is to be wielded, which means responsibility must also be established. But women want the power, but not the risk, of being held to account for its use. Dealing with competition directly may end in humiliation, and a loss of status for a woman. So being direct carries the risk of culpability. In spite of this, women like to lead, but not from the front. They like to use leading questions so that the opposite party substantiates their point for them. If you refuse to be led, what other methods does she have at her disposal? She has the glass hammer. The hammer is a duality between the head and the claw. So while a glass hammer can hit hard, its brittleness means that it only has one opportunity to do so. The claw of the hammer could be said to symbolize her subterfuge and ability to manipulate. Forewarned with this knowledge, you will be able to develop and improvise around the points made later. As with all things, female duplicity is key. When dealing with this female authority figure, you probably concentrated on the apparent transparency of the glass, not on the fact that the glass had been shaped into a hammer. That is to say, you did not even really perceive her to be an authority figure. The transparency and candidness of the glass hammer's wielder is an act. The more your defenses drop, the more you reveal. The more you reveal, the closer she gets to delivering her hammer blow of administrative violence. The blow will come as a shock, for example, being sacked when you're expecting a promotion. There will be no overt indication that it is coming. What is imperative is how you deal with the circumstances after the blow against you has been made. The administrative violence that will be unleashed against you after the blow 
will rely on using the claw of the hammer as effectively as possible after the head of the hammer has been shattered. While you are reeling from its blow, the remainder of the claw will be used to try to and manipulate you so that she can avoid culpability for her actions. The following strategies have been used against both men and women by female authority figures. Mystification of the issue. She will muddy the water. For example, when you ask what the issue actually is, you will get a response like this. We feel that things have not been going well for some time, and you need to be more open and acknowledging this. She will not specify or tie things to a specific event. Everything she says will be shrouded in vagueness, stirring the cauldron. She will rope in as many other women as possible in order to avoid responsibility and blame. Actions will be spread out among a whole range of females as this confuses proceedings and makes it difficult for things to be traced back to her. It also allows a group of women to present a unified front that deflects any countering arguments. Obfuscation. She will say things that seem innocuous to others, especially higher-ups, but they are really well-crafted insults moving up the cloak of double meaning. These statements are also designed to render proceedings opaque through being willfully ambiguous. Lack of documentation, i.e. administrative clarity. She will also make sure that there is no paper trail. Make sure there is a paper trail. In doing so, you are greatly diminishing the power of obfuscation and mystification. This method is used as an attempt at fighting back, but can be safely absorbed by the multiplicity of the female hive. For example, regulatory bodies do nothing despite the overwhelming evidence you bring to them. Why? Because the reach of the female hive extends to regulatory and all other affiliated bodies. They will muffle any clamor that you can make through obtuse responses and a never-ending bureaucratic campaign of misdirection. So how can you fight this manifestation of corruption? The chief property of the glass hammer is its material nature. It is glass. It is transparent. You can see through it. Female authority figures thrive upon the impeccable credentials of their reputation and the deep musk of the pussy pass. This person is a mistress of dissimulation. For her to smash the glass hammer means that she will lose her reputation if found out. Make no mistake she will fight as viciously and underhandedly as she can. Get the facts locked down as soon as possible, the dates, the times, the people and the places of the incidents that come into question. In addition to this, you may want to think about using some of the following things. Disengage. Do not get angry. This is the first thing that she will look at to tarnish you with. If you do get angry, then you affirm her status as a victim. Her reputation thus remains intact. Try to avoid all contacts such as meetings, telephone conversations, etc. If she wants to communicate with you, make sure she puts it in writing. This means it remains incontrovertible. If she changes her mind about something big later, then she will look incompetent. Get your side straight at the beginning. Send a letter or email to her and those above her, stating everything that's happened, the people involved, and how the events transpired. And make sure that there are plenty of questions that demand her explanation. Even if she ignores them, it will not do her any favors later on. Make sure that you state how you are shocked at everything this person has done out of the blue, especially when contacting her superiors. No doubt, part of her modus operandi will have been not explaining procedures properly to you as she maneuvered the bureaucratic strike into place. Do not sign anything that you are uncomfortable with, regardless of the threats. The pen, in this case, is mightier than the sword. Do not sign your own death warrant like a dumbass.
Fight the long fight and do not give up. Make sure that all is documented and stored safely. Don't get sloppy because you're disheartened. You may not strike the killing blow upon this harpy, but you may be able to contribute to her downfall later on. Fire and ice. In every civil dispute, a calm demeanor is all important. Because of how gynocentric society is, a woman losing her temper in the workplace is usually a forerunner to a big lawsuit. If you get angry, you service her victimhood and get penalized in other ways. She is fire, you are ice. Stay cool. Let her get angry and the organization you are both in will at least give you a partially satisfactory outcome in order to avoid legal issues and action against them. Do not feel guilty for fighting back effectively. That feeling of guilt that tells you that you cannot believe what's happening, that's your inner white knight demanding you acknowledge her pussy pass. Paint his armor black and acknowledge instead that your reputation is on the line here. Sisters for sisters, brothers for brothers. Try to find another male that will support you in some way. The closer this person is linked to the situation, the better. For example, if her superior is a man, go to him, as long as he's not a white knight or mangina. She's probably made enemies on her ascension through the sisterhood. Other males near the flashpoint could be a treasure trove of information. This is the shape of the future we are facing as men. It's time to forget the gynocentric sex simulator and realize that only new ways of thinking will ensure our future prosperity, happiness, and satisfaction. There will be some overlap between the technique of the glass hammer and the more male-oriented power plays. What I have tried to clear here is that women are well aware of how power works outside the confines of the pussy pass. Their methods are based on a deceit rather than intimidation, but power is still their goal. Thank you for your words, Cro-Magnon. What you say here is wisdom that any man in the corporate environment can use to defend himself against female managers and higher-ups. I'm going to relate your essay back to one of my own experiences in two corporate environments that I once worked in. One of these environments didn't really count because it was mostly a male environment and there were only a handful of women and they weren't in positions of authority. The other environment, I had a female and a male manager. This was at a company that did sales, and that company had an insanely high staff turnover. I was only there for a month and then walked out the door. When I went in for my interview, the female manager that I worked under came in and was all buddy-buddy with me and seemed to be completely transparent with me. All of my questions were answered. She was very sociable and a likable person. But looking back, this was all an act to butter me up for what the second manager did to me in the second portion of the interview. He came in very cynical of my sales qualifications and was extremely negative in trying to destroy all of the self-esteem and ego that was boosted by the female manager that had come in just a few minutes ago. They were essentially playing good cop, bad cop, but in the reverse order. They were fucking with my emotions to see how well I responded in this particular situation. The strategy they were using was abusive. Later on, I found out that this is how this particular female manager operates. She would always present herself as nice and likable, but she would use the male managers beneath her to do all of her dirty work. She spent most of her time monitoring myself and other employees' computers from another office in another part of the building that I wasn't supposed to know about, while we worked and made phone calls. The male manager that was working under her would be sitting right next to me most of the day and would constantly be attacking my self-esteem. A couple of times I even caught him chatting via email with her through the computer. It was like I was being monitored every second of every day to see what I was doing at all times. 
The male manager sitting next to me was always rude, angry, and skeptical, but this was an act he was playing to work my emotions over. A few weeks into the job, I realized that they didn't want me there because I was too much of a free thinker, and I wasn't going to fit into their corporate culture. When I realized this, some employees backed off and stopped talking to me, but the rest of the employees, typically the female ones, took jabs at me on what seemed to be a regular hourly basis. Almost all of the types of mind games that Cro-Magnon mentions in his essay, I was subjected to over the course of three or four weeks. After the third week, I decided I was going to leave at the end of my fourth week. I was going to finish up the following week and collect my paycheck and take off. The following week, I had enough abuse and left early on a Tuesday. I told my mail manager that it was obvious that they didn't like me and they didn't want me there. I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but before I started working there, I read other accounts from former employees, and what I went through was exactly what others had gone through before. And if you want to work in a company and you read online comments that say things like, the worst company I've ever worked for, you should take that as a serious red flag. The female manager was in the building, but she didn't even want to talk to me when I decided to leave. Was she really scared to deal with me? I brought up my issues with the male manager and he pretended like nothing was wrong with the company and that it was all in my head. I realized now that he was just acting and there was not going to be any admission of guilt on his part. He was her stooge and just did exactly what she wanted. He was smart enough to get out of the company only a few short months later. That's when I realized I was never going to work for another corporate culture company ever again. And at that point I decided to start my own video and photography business. I was already doing it part-time, but it picked up after that. The men and women in this type of office environment I witnessed were all like drones. They couldn't think for themselves and spoke only when spoken to and had their spirit completely destroyed as human beings. They were a bunch of sad, miserable fucks that seemed to be easily agitated, hostile towards everything and everyone around them, and downright mean-spirited. From my experience, the female pecking order keeps women in line, and many female managers make men feel like they're part of some sort of male harem to get them to do exactly what they want. And men feel that these types of females are on their side when in fact these women are only out for number one, themselves. And they will use their authority to manipulate men or women beneath them. And the glass hammer is a perfect analogy because they wield their power transparently, but in the end they try not to use it for fear of breaking it. Thanks again for your words and donation, Cro-Magnon. I hope you enjoyed the pictures and graffiti skulls. I decided to use these skulls in the video because your skull-shaped avatar was kind of my inspiration. And thanks everyone for watching and taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.